Are we going to be able to see him? Hey! Oh! <laughs> How you doing? Uh, we're, we're, trying, got... we're trying to get your volume up. Let's unmute Troy. Unmute him. That's better. Yeah, we can hear you. That's better. Sorry. Right. How are we, guys? You all right? We are very, very well. Let's do the official welcome. Hello, welcome along. It's the Super 6 podcast, and I cannot believe I'm saying this. It's episode number 10. Welcome along. Thanks for joining us. I'm Laura Woods, and alongside me, Bioak and Fenwa. Yo, what's going on, LW? What's going on, the world? I can't believe it's number 10. It is shot by. It's crazy. It's crazy, isn't it? Hey, look, we've got another brilliant episode for you coming up, because um, a special guest... I'm looking forward to this one. Me too. I work with him quite a lot now, actually. Yeah, I see it, man. I see... Listen, you be working with quite a few peoples out here, you know what I'm saying? Names. I'm, am I still sitting... Where am I sitting in that? Your top. I'm saying nothing. Yes. Oh, she's going to say something different when she's doing somebody else. I'm saying nothing. No, 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 no. Because no. what you lack in talent, you make up for in person. Oh, boom. She's here all week, people. <laughs> <laughs> listen, we got Troy Deeney coming on, the Watford captain. We're going to talk to him all about his life in football, everything he does around it and outside it. His life through football as well. He is one of the most interesting characters I think yeah. in football what do you think yeah I, listen I respect I'm older than him but I respect him highly I always feel that and I'm going to say this when we speak to him I feel like the higher you get the more that you've got to kind of watch what you say I think there's more scrutiny on you but I think what, whenever he speaks his whole aura is real and that's what I take from him and I, I listen I salute him so mm. looking forward to this one excellent okay as usual we've got the super six fixtures for round 13 you could be in with a chance of winning 250,000 pounds how can they follow along by all right listen you can follow us on twitter make sure you use the hashtag super six podcast and also follow us at super six So, Bio, a tough game for you guys at the weekend, a 2-0 loss. You came off the bench. How's a body? Yeah, to be fair, I'm not going to lie to anybody. It's it's hard. Like, the intensity of the games, and I know I'm just coming back from injury, but it's hard. It is hard. Um, I remember I looked at it. My Unfortunately, but fortunately for him, my boy, Lyle Taylor, he got two goals. He was clinical. His second goal was a good goal, so... As much as I'm, I'm hating on him, I've got to give him props. But no, nah, listen, for us, the last four games, we took a draw, one, two, and lost one. And listen, mm. going to Nottingham Forest, I think they're in a forced position. I think they've got a great manager, real yeah. good squad. So for us, I keep saying it's an education for us and we're learning on the job. Disappointed. And that's where, I, I guess, good thing for how far we've come in the last three weeks mm. is we're disappointed that we didn't get a result away at Nottingham Forest. So... But for my body, I ain't going to lie, I am stiff.com. It's hard for me, but anyway, I can't complain. What about you? What have you been up to? I've been travelling around a little bit. I did Leicester, Wolves at the weekend, King Power Stadium, two of my favourite managers. Yeah. Um, I think they're both great. Leicester were, were excellent, to be fair. There was like, obviously, we won't go into it, there was a VAR decision uh, with a handball, which resulted in a penalty. I see that. Bit of a bit of a funny one. But nonsense, look. because they try to do that to Liverpool as well. All <laughs> nonsense. I, I somehow always bring it back to Liverpool. Don't hate me, it's my team. That but was quick, wasn't it? It was, it was nonsense, though. I watched the game. Nonsense. Yeah. Anyway, continue. No, Anyway, so yeah, I enjoyed it actually. I enjoyed the game. Um, even though post-match, you do get fed up. You get fed up with thinking, right, I'm going to have to ask a question to these managers about the rules, the handball laws, um, the offside rules, anything like that, things that are picked up with VAR. You do get a little bit like, oh, I don't want to ask this again. But hey, I still enjoyed it. Um, and I've had a busy week on the radio as well. International break. Are you going to do anything fun? Me? Yeah. If I can, I'm trying to negotiate my gaffer just to allow me to sleep. Oh. I'm what listen, I'm telling you, I'm feeling it. Look, I'm a competitor and I and I like the fact that I don't want to feel like I'm getting beat, but mm. I won't lie, man, I'm feeling the intensity and like I've heard people try and tell me to do yoga. You mentioned that to me. I did. Yeah. Listen, can we just can we just try and get Bio to do yoga? Do you know what I mean? Because every week you come in and and since you've been back playing, especially when you did 90 minutes a couple of weeks ago, you're like, oh, I'm making so much. I promise you, Ryan Giggs did it. You've got to do it. Listen. It helps. I, you know what? I will try some yoga. I've got an idea. Go on. Do you want to do a Zoom yoga with me? Do you do yoga? Yeah. You know what? We're going to do this. We're going to put this out there. I'm going to do a Zoom yoga with LW. We're going to put this out there. I'm telling you, like I said, I'm a man of my word. I'm going to try this. Oh, man, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. You know what? You taught ballet. Do you remember? Yeah, but that was then. That yeah. was, um, I think I was eight stones lighter. Um, nah, you never lose 20 years younger. You know, it was a lot. It was a, it, was a long, it was a long time ago. You know what I mean? Can you touch your toes with your hands? I think so. Okay. I think so. All right. 
Well, that can be the the, the challenge if you can't. I think so. Do that. No, I think I can do that actually. Do that. I think I can do that because I'll yeah. surpass. I think I can do that. Right. I think I'll do that. I'm gonna find us a good course, like a good beginners level. Yeah. Beginners level 100%, yoga. Yeah. We'll do it on yo on um, Zoom, and then fingers crossed we'll see the reaction your body has on the pitch. All right, say not. I 100. I'm gonna do that, and then because I know I'm gonna be crap for the first one, I'm gonna go straight do weights to make myself feel better. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> <laughs> do a bit of yoga, do a bit of weights. Yeah. No, yoga would work well after weights. But you'll have the swell on. So you just... Yeah, I'd have the swell if I do the weight. Y'all see the swell walk? You see the swell walk, people, them? Aye. <laughs> I've seen it. Right, let's get into it. Come on. Predict six correct scores on Super 6 this week for a chance to win £250,000. Download the app and play by 3pm on Saturday. Head to skysports.com forward slash Super 6 for more details. I'm very, very pleased to say it. He's joining us here. You can hear him already. You might be able to see him if you're watching this on Twitter. It is the Watford captain, Troy Deeney. You all right? I'm good, thank you. I'm uh, used to seeing you more than I see the big man now. <laughs> no. <laughs> Listen, we're going to touch on that in a bit, though, my brother. We're going to touch on that. First and foremost, how you, how you doing, my brother, though? How you doing? Like, we ain't no. seen each other in a little while. How you doing? I'm all right, thank you. Family's good. Life's good. Just trying to keep the mind focused, you know what I mean? But we're all good, thank you. How are you? As in me. It's good yeah, to see you back as yeah, well. Yeah, thank you, brother. Last time we saw each other was at the the clinic. The clinic the, what's that? Like, the clinic sounds yeah, a bit... Yeah, we're both working. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the, the rehab clinic, because, you know, people could have took that in a different way. You know what I mean? Like, the rehab clinic is each, where we each saw each other. Each their own, each their own. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's where we see each other. But yeah, no, nah, to be fair... Some, um, some of us worked all day, some of us worked half day. Stop that, brother. I got back before you. I got back before you. I'm going to <laughs> I'm gonna embarrass both of you a little bit here, because on. um one thing that I've noticed, and so now I, I get to work with both of you, I'm pretty spoiled with my career what I have noticed is that this season both of you are really you're on your fitness more than ever do you know what I mean so you're both in in really good nick really good shape I hope that's not embarrassing but that's like a big compliment, compliment. yeah, I, yeah compliment. I, I wanted to I'll throw it out there. I'll 100% take the compliment it's I don't know about you Troy I'm talking to the youngsters now when I said I work way harder now than I did mm -hmm. when I was a youngster and if I had that same work ethic when I was a kid I, therefore, yeah. I would have been able to do more, be more. So take it in now. And I've learned that as I've gotten older. I mean, for you, Troy, talk to me. Yeah, same. You know what it is for me? It, it's, a, it's generational. So when we was coming through, it was all about being, you had to be big enough. You had to be strong enough to handle the physicality. Remember, we come through in the lower leagues. Yeah, we yeah. come through in the Prem now or the championship. So it was all about being bigger, being strong. Can you take the hits? Can you be robust enough to last 30, 40 games plus reserve games? So the generation before, we all was all about lifting weights and, you know, the big man still lifts his weights every day. If you follow him on Instagram, he gets a bit boring, to be honest. Hey, but, um, easy, bro. <laughs> hey, stop that out here, cuz. I don't want to say the 1.4 mil, sorry, 1.3 mil. They say they like it. What's wrong with you, brother? I <laughs> know. Uh, it's nice. It's nice. It's good to see. We're relaxing motivation. That's what we see. Hey, but no, all, all jokes aside, it's just about, like, you know, um, having a bigger cardiovascular system now being able to, to last longer and run longer and obviously when you get older you appreciate you don't actually have that long left yeah. so you want to work out and that's why I'm trying to get Laura to ride into work in the morning but she doesn't do it anymore uh, yeah. hey listen yesterday I was going to message you about this in our group right I actually did I cycled into work I did Yesterday. That's what we like to hear. I promise you, it was a slow process. Brian's looking at me like... I ain't going to lie to you. I'm not giving none of you that. Like, you lot know I ride the bike in the comfort of my home. But you know how dark it is when you lot start your radio and you want to get on the bike? Nah, 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 nah. Laura, tell him. Tell him, Laura. He was going to cycle in the other day, right? And it was, what, what, like an hour, was it? An hour from yours? Yeah. He was going to do it, but yeah. he didn't. So he's all talk, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah you, <laughs> didn't do, you didn't do it. So what do you want me to tell her? She told me you didn't do it. <laughs> no, no, no. Cool. Cool. All I'm going to say is Laura posted three weeks ago that she was ever vegan food. We ain't saw it again since. Oh, That's say nothing. Say. I've already jumped on her about that. Say that. Yeah. She is, she's all talk as I'm well. I'm still, I promise you, I'm still on it. What I did do was um, <laughs> I'd, I had a weekend where basically I indulged. I cannot explain to you how much, like, bags of sweets, crisps. I went for it. I was like, if I'm going to, if I dip a toe, there's no point. I just, I have to dive in. You dive in. You yeah, can't, there's no you. point I'm going 1%. That. You have to go a whole 100%. Anyway, I'm back on it, so I'm enjoying it. <laughs> but listen, let's talk about Watford. Let's talk about you now because um, yeah. you, are, you are doing what I I like to call like the straddle between football and your next career in which is what yeah. basically bio does as well and i have so much respect for guys like you 
who can kind of commit themselves to both things because it's hard, right? So first mm-hmm. of all, what's going on with Watford? How is it at the moment? Yeah, it's good. Um, obviously, had some some issues that we had to resolve, obviously, financially with the club. Um, everyone knows when you get relegated, obviously, you hit certain certain parameters financially. So obviously, the club were paying a certain wage and we've had to figure it out as men and, and sort it out so we can get back to playing. And thankfully, that's what we're doing now. But also in the, in the midst of that, Obviously, the boys have been playing well. Obviously, I was going not to play against a big man because he's you know telling me about FIFA and the stress hey, sessions. Troy, Troy, let me tell you something. On my life, yeah, when yeah. the fixtures came out and we had Watford and because I knew I was going to be injured and I did my up, but I yeah. so wanted... And this is just on a personal level in a sense yeah. because we played against each other, Northampton, um, Warsaw. Warsaw, um, yeah. Swansea, Warsaw. So we played against each other. So, of course, I've never got to play against you in this tier. So, I mean, I was mm-hmm. looking forward to it on a personal, but I have to admit, I'm glad you didn't play <laughs> against my team just because I know what yeah, you can yeah, do, course. if you understand what I'm saying. But, yeah, yeah, I'm disappointed as well. And listen, people don't know, like, Troy texted me straight after the game and he was like, look, you know what? I know you're still you're screwing about the miss, the chance you missed. Don't worry, you're gonna get other chances. You played well, keep going, and I'm proud of you. And he texted me after the game. Oh, like really? I was driving home from that, and it was my first start in uh and that these are stuff which I ain't trying to make an embarrass or nothing. I know I'm older than Troy, but and I've said this on numerous accounts in the sense where I'm proud of you and you inspire me because I do believe the higher you get, there's more scrutiny on you. And I think you have to conform. Mm. And I I say you're one of the realest brothers I know in this game and I, I, for me youngsters oldsters look up keep inspiring my brother you know what I'm saying so that's just oh, from I'm me trying. to you my brother you get I'm me trying. I, I, I appreciate that and between you and Laura you've definitely got to lose this image that I've got of this bad boy because Laura <laughs> keeps saying I'm soft as well I've, no, I've noticed it he's well soft you know what he does in breaks right so basically like when we work together at TalkSport it's like 50 minute segments and then in breaks he's like did I come across alright or was I a bit you know I'm a bit hard because the thing is I'm actually quite emotional and like <laughs> But listen, the worst thing is I mean, me, listen, me and TD we chat in it. So I listen, we're both that whole persona of listen, you you step across us, it's gonna be a problem. There's no two ways about it. But anybody knows see me and my kids, seeing him with it like weird, we're we're big teddy bears when it comes down to it. You get what I'm saying? So but all right, cool. Let me ask you about the Warsaw, talking about your avenue or your journey into the game has been a different one. So let's let's touch on that. Let's talk about it. You yeah. Know. So so obviously I didn't I didn't play any youth team level anything like that. So obviously it was difficult. You obviously come into the game late. You you always got to try and make an impression. But I'm also learning on the job as well. So I'm learning how to be a professional. Learning what it takes to keep working and keep grafting and keep doing what I got to do. So uh, also was a was a tough tough time for me. Good in so many ways, but tough to learn. I was playing Sunday league with real men where you'd probably have a scrap two or three times a, a, a month. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. them Sunday league kind of matches. And then you're going into it and I'm being told by, like, Tommy Mooney, Darren Byfield, Michael Ricketts, uh, you know, I'm a little so-and-so and play your part. And I'm like, huh? I can't fight these people. They're talking to me like this. So it's, like, it's, things, it's things like that that you have to learn to um, adapt to. But then also, my youth team coach at the time, Mick Housel, he said to me, I remember we played Murphy Tidville away on a Tuesday. I was on loan at Hales Owen at the time. I scored a hat-trick. We won 3-2. I didn't get back home to Birmingham until like 4 in the morning. And then he phoned me at 8.30 and was like, you need to be in. So jumped up, got the train, got in, got there at like half nine. And he went, well done, you passed the test. Go home now. Oh, he didn't wow. want to see how much I wanted it. Wow. Oh, wow. He thought, he thought there was four of us on loan. He called all four of us. I was the only one who turned up. Wow. Do you think those other players, so the three that didn't turn up, do you think they sit there and think about it or have they made it in different ways? They went on to different careers. They never got to the heights that they, I think they should have done. I'm friends with all of them still, but never got to the heights that they should have done because technically they were better players than me. Wow. But as the big one, I tell you, is who wants it? Who, who, are you, and I say this to the young boys now, the level's all the same. Everyone can keep working, but it's who wants it more. And if you want it more, then you'll keep doing it. 
that stress has come back across I, your I face, know, hasn't but it? He gave the captain look. Let me say, listen, for those that didn't see Troy, just give the captain look. Somebody walked into that boot room, a man was like, he didn't even have to say nothing. He said, you, 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 you don't see me in here? Probably said that with his eyes. Say nothing, Troy, I see you, but I see you. That's Sorry, cool. That was- that was the, do you really want to clean boots right now? <laughs> <laughs> Mom, you say it, I see it. All right, listen, talking about that, so talking about, so from early on, you had a desire and a determination. So you can see that from right from that story mm-hmm. there. So how true is the, and when did that kick in? So how true is, word is that for what, your Sunday league, you turned up mm-hmm. drunk and still mm-hmm. bang seven goals? Something like that, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something like that. <laughs> No, so what so what happened is like sorry for like, so my mum still cleans the house every Saturday. It's just her thing. But works Monday's Friday, Saturday cleans the house, Sunday she does nothing. It's her kind of thing that she does. But it's like Abba tunes, Barry White, all them old school tunes are on, blasting, everyone's gonna get out. I got sacked from my job on the Friday because I was a builder and um obviously went out and wasted all my paycheck like a 18 year old does. Got drunk in like revolutions or somewhere like that. Amazing. The good old days. The good old yeah. days. Real, real, real classy for like forty pounds. <laughs> I was sick on myself. And everything. Um, I'm trying to like sleep in, and my mum's gone like get out, cleaning. So I was like, looked at my phone and like the lads are playing, and it's like, oh, you know, what, let's go play football then. Played football, and again that determination because I used to run anywhere. I used to be a keen runner, yeah. so I used to run like four or five miles a night anyway. So. I had this thing where I could get drunk, get up the next day and go. Obviously, as we all did as we were younger, but yeah. um, I went and played football, had a good game, walked off the pitch and, and Mick House, who I spoke about earlier, was there watching his son was on the other team and he was like, how old are you? I was like 18. But at, at this point, all I'm cared about is Saturday night I'm with the boys we can go out. So I'm trying to like walk past him as he's still yeah, talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's gone like, do you want to, do you want to come Warsaw? Honest truth, I'd never been out of Birmingham, so I didn't know where Warsaw was. Yeah. So for people that don't know, that's like if you live in London, that's like knowing where Watford is. Like it's just out, <laughs> it's literally just outside of Just it. down the road. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, I kind of went, yeah, whatever, mate. Like, whatever. And just carried on walking, went and had a beer with the with the boys. Literally Monday, doors banging. I'm like, what? Is it Bayless or something? Do we owe some money? Like banging the door, looked out the window, and it's my old football man. He's like, dudes, remember that? The guy asked you to go Warsaw's now. I'm like, huh? I've got my boots, muddy boots. I played Sunday League the next day. I've got them in an Asda bag. Threw on a tracksuit. Ran straight out with my phone. He's dropped me there and went to leave. I was like, where are you going? He's like, I've got work. I'm just dropping you there. I went, oh, well, how do I get home? He's like, figure it out. I went, you got any money? He's like, yeah, yeah. Give me 20 pounds and that's it. And the rest is history. But I genuinely wow. would not have went. Did you pay him back? I paid him back tenfold. In, yeah, in <laughs> but, um, yeah, but just just people like that. That's why I always think I'm, I was destined for greatness because all the things I was doing were set for you to lose. Mm. I wasn't living the life. Mm. Like I was out and about. I was drinking. I was getting into trouble. Mm. I just wanted to be one of the boys from the estate. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And like really, I was more focused on pushing that, like being one of the top boys in the estate more than being better at who I am. So, obviously, at a young 18, 19, when these guys are driving nice cars, big chains, can go out all the time, taking care of their mum, to me, you've made it. Because yeah. that's all I know and that's all I could see. So, obviously, over the course of time, and you realise you make money from football, and that was it. When the guy said to me, you're going to go on trial for six months for £50 a week, I was like, I can't do this. I've got a mum to look after, I've got bills to pay. Mm. But thankfully, my mum was like, don't worry about it, we'll figure it out. Just do it. And then that's why I am where I am. When you talk about that, you you did actually, maybe not to people that grew up in the same sort of society as you, but Mm. for a lot of other people in the world, they would class what you grew up in as a a tough environment, hard environment. Mm. Like you say, um, parents split up. I don't want to harp on and make out like I had a bad upbringing, but I had had troubles. Like, I do believe that the longer you go on with, with troubles the harder it makes you, the more mentally tough it makes you. There's one of two ways. You can sit back and go, oh, hardships happened to me, I'll never be nothing and accept it. Or you can turn right and go, all right, I've made it through all of that. And I've spoken about it before, you know, I was beat up at 10 years old by my dad. Troy, so talking about that, so talking about your pops, talking about, listen, of course, I was raised in London, Mm. in an estate, 
you know, went to inner I've city read school. Book. Don't worry, still oh, out there, available. I say no Bye. more. I like that. This is my guy. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? So you're a product of your environment. All right. So, so when you went to prison. So yeah. yeah, and I wanted to ask a bit to lead on to that question anyway, in a sense where what was the moment that you was like? So of course your influences growing up was the man them on the roads, you know, big cars, big dad, chains. Yeah, you know, what my, I'm my, my dad, my dad was a, was a, was a somebody as well. Was your pops as so, well? Yep. Yeah. So of course your product and your environment. When did you? When was the click? When you? When was you like? Now you know what, but I was destined to do something different. When was that click? And, Honestly, about. 25, 26, because people will always look at, you know, jail being the, the motive, and that was the reason that uh, I changed. But it weren't really. It was it was an eye opener. I was embarrassed, obviously, because I embarrassed my mom. My mom used to work at a train station, in it in Birmingham, and we have a local paper called Birmingham Mail. So you can imagine it's a free paper, similar to the Metro now. Yeah, like you yeah. guys down here would have the Metro. That on the front of that paper was me and my brother saying. Footballers gone to jail. Well, thug, thug footballers gone to jail. Something like that. So every every person that came into the station that knew my mum, because obviously as a parent, she was like, my son plays for Watford, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. That day crushed her more than it, it crushed me. Do you get what I mean? Like, mm. For me, it was something that happened, whatever. But knowing my mum left work that day in tears because she was ashamed of what me and my brother got up to, that crushed me. As a human being, that crushed me. So I went, all right. I need to sort myself out a bit here. And then, you know, I get visits from my nan when I'm in jail. Like, no one wants your nan to visit her in jail. Yeah, yeah. My nan, you know what I mean? It's, it's embarrassing. But I, I did all of that. And I say all of that because I had my son as well at the time. So my oldest son, I just had him. So I'd left very early. I think he was about, I want to say it was two, maybe. Very early, two, maybe three. But I left again a long time of that without seeing him. But it really clicked when I came back and I focused and I realised I had nothing when I came back. I had 10 grand when I came back, bro. 10 grand. And that's what Maps gave me. Troy, like, how long, how long yeah. were you actually in prison for? And you know how people talk about, like, reform stories and all that sort of stuff? Yeah. Did, did you, genuinely, did you learn anything in prison? Did it teach you anything? Yeah. I did three months inside and three months on tag. And I was playing games on tag. So I had to drive to, like, Blackburn, Cardiff, Middlesbrough on the day and get back in time for tags, obviously. That's mad. Um, That's mad. I don't think you clock that. That is mad. That is yeah, mad, T. Jeez. Driving, and then also, if you touch the tag or you try and mess with the tag, it sets an alarm off Okay. your parole officer. So every time he got kicked, I was getting, like, letters saying he's trying to hack it, he's trying to oh, do this, wow. he's trying to leave it. Oh, you so mean I, getting kicked in training? It was always... So I even had to then write letters the following day, be like to explain why it got went off six times at two till four. Wow. Jeez. And then because they were, they were trying to send me back to jail and, that, you know, that, that's not an excuse. That's that's my own fault for putting myself in that situation. But there was some real testing times from that. And then obviously through there, I also had to go and... Because I got arrested um, while drunk, so I had to do uh, alcohol awareness, drug awareness and something. I had to see a psychologist for a few minutes. So... Um, kind of set me on the, the whole psychology thing and that's where I'm sorting myself out. And from that, ultimately, like, I have to put it into perspective. So when, when we used to go out, me and my friends, there was 20, 30, sometimes 40 of us mm. and it was a whole mob mentality, like, no bouncers could stop us. We'd go in, do what we did, kind of come out, have a good time, go out. And, and it was all... And bear in mind, at this point, I'm earning five, six, seven grand a week. I think I'm the man. Mm. So... I was walking around with a, an alter ego that, that, that basically gave me a, a level of stature with who I was with already that we couldn't be touched. So what jail did more than ever was made me sit down and go, you're just a normal person. Yeah. It reinforced that. And then at that, that moment when everything went, literally by a judge going, bang, your sentence. All right, I've got to fix up here because look how quick all of that went. And when you look back at time, it was only two years of my life that I was actually living this so-called high life. Mm. So I had to figure it out. Did you ever think, you know, when you say, like, the judge said, right, guilty, this is what's going to happen. Did did it only really sort of sink in then that you would actually and that you were going down? Did you before that kind of think, I'll get off this? No, I knew I, knew I was going to jail. Did you? And that's, that's why I pled guilty straight away. We knew I was going. 
my solicitor said from the second he saw the video that you're going to jail. It's just how long we can get you off. Uh, sorry, I ain't going to lie. Hey, big man, what did you go to jail for? It ended up being a fray in the end. But okay. um, I, basic, I basically got into an, an altercation that I shouldn't have got into. Yeah. And the biggest decided factor was when I kicked that person in the face. Okay. So I don't, I don't again, I'm not saying any of that to, to glamorise it. I'm just giving context. Like yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. said sorry a million times. So, And I appreciate that that's somebody else's child. So I don't want to ever yeah. glamorise it. Of course. Do you get what I mean? For that, yeah, yeah. For no that doubt, no doubt. But that was, obviously, with the power that I have and the legs I have, it was always going to be a, a key deciding factor in how long I actually got. So it was that, really. It was, But I do believe it was, a, again, it was a moment in life that I needed it because, I, again, some people know, some people won't. I, I buried my dad on the Friday and went to jail on the Monday. I did. Wow. Wow. So you had a lot of time then. You had a lot of time when mm. you were in prison for those three months to think about everything that had happened, to grieve for your dad as well. Mm, yeah, I don't. I don't think I did that properly, if I'm being honest. Because I still struggle. Mm. Even today, like today's my granddad's anniversary, so I woke up today with the whole like, I, I don't want to do this no more. Mm. That was my feeling at half five this morning when I woke up. I'm like, I don't want to do this no more. I just want to go home. But get up, dig in, crack on. Spoke to my nan. Spoke to my mom. And we're here. We're, do, we're back to business. So I don't really process grief well because mm. I'm a church going similar to the big man so I like to think this is just a stage and afterwards I'll meet them again we'll have a beer yeah, yeah. we'll have a chat and we'll figure everything out but if I stop and think I'll drive myself crazy does that make sense? 100% I want to ask you something so you know I've already touched on about being a product of your environment you know when you got mm -hmm. sentenced did mm -hmm. you think at that time or did you doubt yourself and just think you know what I am my father's son and I'm going to go down the same path as him? Or at that time, did you be like, nah, you know what? Nah, I am going to change this story. Um, you understand what I'm saying? You know what? It's I understand exactly what you're saying, but it's really complex to, to explain. So I'll try my best. But if you if you can imagine, everyone around me has been to jail. It's not unusual. Do you yeah. get what I'm saying? Like, it's not unusual for to see someone today and not see them for a year. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. To, who, who saw such and such? Oh, I got locked up again. You know, he'll be back sooner. Yeah, yeah. It's, that, no, it's no, just like a. I actually think is I know I'm, the worst thing is, and because Laura said wow, and for me, I, I totally got what you said. I I totally yeah. understood that. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, man, it's seen so, so and so. Yeah, yeah. Boom. I I, I totally yeah, got that. And then that. you keep moving, yeah. and and everyone carries on. But within that, like I said, but my childhood was my dad being gone six months, a year, two years, three years, depending on whatever situation. He was gone for, for that amount of time. So my mum did a very good job of shielding us from that by saying, like, oh, dad's gone on a business trip or dad's gone here. And then even he was sneaky. Like, he'd send us letters from jail, but would put, like, a, a stamp on it from Singapore. It's oh, only when I, like, as a, as a like, an 11-year-old, 12-year-old, I, di I didn't know any different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I then buried him and doing his eulogy, I didn't even know he didn't have a passport. He'd never been on a holiday before. Wow. Wow. So... It's only stuff like that when you get older, you're like, right, sure, you was naive, you know? Yeah, but, yeah. Sorry, to, to, to answer your question, it's like, I got I got locked up in Winston Green Jail, which anyone knows, thank you, is a proper proper jail. It's not no messed about jail. But I went in there. I got two of my friends from home on the same wing. <laughs> I, got, I go into the gym. The guy goes, Dini, ain't you Berkey's son? I'm like, yeah, yeah. That was my dad's name. And then I got eight big... Muscle juice heads looking at me like I thought, oh, I'm going to get filled in here. And they've all gone like, now nah, you're Berkison. We're going to tell you about yourself. But if you wasn't, we'd fill you in. Oh, my God. But like wow. all these people knew my dad. So they give me a they give me a pass in the sense of he can move around freely. But also they're going to check me. And that's what that's what I helped it because they told me about myself. Told me, do you not understand how many kids want to be you? And you're messing up trying to do this life that we don't want to do anyway. Mm. Like... What, what are you doing? And it was only then when you go, oh, all right then. Because I've never been afraid to fight anybody. That's not a problem. Mm. But someone in there, I used to call Uncle Jimmy. That's how close he was. He was he was one of my dad's Irish friends. So he was always around. And he was like, your dad would be turning his grave now if he knew you was here. But like, what are you doing? 
So you've come out well, and, and you've gone back into training for three months you're wearing your tag and you're getting yeah. kicked around in training and you're getting told off and reprimanded, even though what you're actually doing is is reintegrating back in society pretty well yeah. as well. That's what you're doing. Did it take yeah. you a while to get back into the swing of things? Because I could not even imagine what it feels like to be in prison for three months and then mm. to go back into a, a high-profile life. I'm not going to lie. My partner at the time, and my best friend, obviously, is still around, he, they did a real good job in keeping me... We, we weren't going out. Mm. You weren't doing nothing. My, my, my tag was 7 till 7 as well. Mm. So I literally... seven. I was up at 6.30, waiting at the door, like <laughs> like the dogs when they're about to get walked. Do you know what I mean? They're like, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah. 7 o'clock, I'm in the car, bang, I'm straight out. I'm straight out, straight to training. I get here for like 8.30, 8.45 training, working. Dude, lads weren't until 11, but I'm doing my gym, doing everything that needs to be done. Train with everybody else. Then I'm doing extra training with Zola outside. I'm like, just give me as much time as you can. I get home for maybe 4.30, walk the dogs, play with the kids for half an hour, have my food. That was it. I was just in. And then I'm at seven, I'm in. So if anyone wanted to see me, I just had the excuse of, I can't come outside. Yeah, 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 and I was in bed by eight o'clock every day. So for for the next three months of tag, all I concentrated on was rebuilding my relationship with my son and work. That was it. There was nothing else. Nothing else came into focus. Nobody else mattered. And people said I was quite intimidating, but I don't know why. I only had an afro and a chest twice as big as I do now, but I don't know why I was intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> I love your For me, the story, I, I, listen, I already knew it's funny because... I'm finding out stuff that I didn't know. Of course, I knew the the general stuff, but it's inspiring. Yeah. So, all right, so now you're back now, yeah? So three yeah. months have passed, you're off tag, you're back integrated yeah. in Watford. And so are we going to move and talk about that goal? We're going to talk about that goal. Oh, the, goal the goal when I, when I made Michael Oliver, that goal. Yeah, do you know them ones? You, you flip off your top oh. and but your chest wasn't really pacing then. I ain't going to lie to you there, you know, when you jumped in the crowd. Yeah, because this is this is the difference. I'm not going to buy it, that's fine. Um, <laughs> What 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 happened was in in jail you had the basics and it so you had the row machine the treadmill everything else is upper body weights so all I did then was bang out weights I was at a point doing two hundred fifty press ups straight out Jeez. at a point certified beast mode I don't even do that no but that's what I was that's what I was doing because obviously we had nothing but time yeah yeah so. Within that, all you could do is keep cracking on. So when I came back, that's why it's so flabby because I didn't do any weights. All I did was run and play, and that was it because I was trying to. Because remember, I had Zola who was five foot four, so he was like talking to my nipple at one point. So I was like, I need to, <laughs> I need to, to do that. And obviously, they were everyone here was like, you're too big, you're too big, and and you know this better than anyone, big man, like people are so fixated with numbers and scales and yeah. like how much you weigh. Massive. Not actually to the, what are you delivering? Yeah. So I did a lot of that. And um, yeah, but that goal, that goal isn't even my favourite goal. It's just a goal I can't get away from. It's you not, get what I mean? It's like, not your favourite, no? What, that, that nah, feeling, nah? Goal. All right, so what is your favourite goal? Uh, ooh, there'd be two. There'd be, I scored one against Cholton. Uh, away, which kind of long ball up, kept flicked it up with my first touch, went over the keep the, the defender's head, sorry, and I hit it on the volley, barring in from about twenty five yards. Yeah, we lost four one, so I hated it. It's a great goal, but <laughs> yeah, we yeah. lost, so yeah, yeah. it don't mean anything to me. Yeah, but then the first the first goal in the prem, my first goal at Stoke away, we won two nil, and it's obviously the the moment you've been waiting for to score in the prem. So yeah, that would be my favourite goal. It wasn't a Good, great goal. It was just my favourite goal. Yeah, yeah, the circumstances. Tell us about, like, because obviously that, the one that we all talk about, which we mentioned a minute ago, the playoff semi-final against Leicester 2013. And and I suppose also what plays into that is is your story as well. So that the whole yeah. thing made that whole kind of situation bigger probably for the fans than it than it actually was for you. What did you mm. do after that day? And it, because obviously you've got a, the final to focus on, all that sort of stuff, but... Yeah. Did you come away from no? In that, in that moment, I didn't think of anything. So what people don't know is when I whip my shirt off, mm. I run and jump. It's my little brother who got sentenced with me who catches me. Mm. Oh, dope! So Shit. I just went straight to my family in that moment. I didn't in a in a arena that had twenty odd thousand. I didn't see anybody. Do you get what I mean? I just yeah. saw my family. 
Oh, I love so that. that's where I went. I went directly to him. Yeah. I went directly to him. So when I did that, that was that was everything to me. Mm. So afterwards, I mean, we've got so much that we want to cover with you. Playing Sheffield Wednesday, about to win the title, automatic promotion, what happened? Yeah, we obviously, we had the party before the party, didn't we? Yeah. That's the problem. We, we'd we already got promoted on the bus, obviously, mm. after beating Brighton, when we never, I think at that time, I think we were third. And we never really anticipated going up that weekend. We thought it was always going to go to a last weekend. We obviously got promoted. We had a massive tear up in the town. It was, it was unreal. Like, the whole town was out. <laughs> We went to Zinko's, this little Italian. We went there. Then we ended up in um, Revolutions and Oceana. As you do. That's the whole town in the middle of the Watford Strip. It was it was so off the cuff, but it was perfect. And then obviously we lose. Funny story, actually. I think I was the only person that was bothered that we lost. Because I, I, pun- I punched the uh, dugout out. You know, the window in the dugout. I mean, look, being there, of course... You want to go up as champions, but he was already promoted. What, like you said, you wasn't expected to. It was expected to go to the last day. So why did it? Is that just the winner in you? Is that you know? Is that the winner in you that it just it hit you so hard? That was yeah. the winner in me. But you know what it is for me. Like even the FA Cup final, right? You know when we lost to City recently. Mm. Yeah. I don't keep any of that stuff. It don't mean nothing to me. That like the medal, all of that. All I was was the, was the next best loser. I don't care about that. That's so. So my nan, my nan's got that. Does she? So yeah, she... my nan's got that. My um, my any man of the matches, my nan, my mom, they've all got it. I don't have any of it. So do you think you still be this way? So you know when you. Whenever you you hang up your boots, it's funny because I read it like I, I actually forgot that you got to the FA Cup final and you got to look at it and I get what you're saying about you listen you you got into it to win you didn't you didn't just get into it to participate but see Troy from not even just from where you've come from from the trials and tribulations you've gone through like to get to an FA Cup final which you're talking about it's players' dreams that don't do that. Like, you know it's an achievement, right? Yeah. But I mean, I have to be satisfied with it. Nobody's saying <laughs> satisfied. I'm not saying to be satisfied. I mean, yeah, boom, no, next I, season. I understand, I, understand, I understand exactly what you're saying. And this is where people don't understand me. And you know what? Even Laura can actually attest to this. The first day in that talk sport, and I'm probably going to get myself in trouble, but I don't really care. <laughs> I said to Laura, you're the boss, you lead the ship. But I'm not here to just be a bit part player. Well, let's, let's make our show the best show on talk sport. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to, I'm not here to be, you know, that guy that did the same as everybody else and spoke the same as everybody else. And our oh, Troy was a nice guy. You're going to like me or going to hate me anyway. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I can't yeah. change that. I'm here to push my limits to the best of my ability. If I fall short at the end of it, you know, like if, like we say, we lost to Man City, I didn't sulk. Mm. I'm a few minutes. I went on holiday, rested for a week, back to work. I'm pushing me to be the best version of me. Get that. No, listen, I'm I'm with you on that. Everything you've yeah. said, I'm with you on it. It's just the fact that I don't want you to ever feel like you're missing achievements. So satisfied, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. You I know, know what you, you say. I know what you say. You get me. I know what you say. You've got yeah. where you've got because of your mentality, because of your drive, determination. You've got that. And i not for me to speak it, but at the mm-hmm. same time, as having the same amount of career as you. And not like I'd be satisfied with it. I just appreciate the fact of, like I'm saying, what you've done, the goals you scored, getting to the FA Cup final. Not exactly. Yeah, you but you know go what that does it. to me? You know what that does to me? That scares me. What, being satisfied? Me. Being acceptable. Being like, mm, oh, I look back on what you did. Like, well, as soon as I had 400 games, what was Saturday? Yeah. Missy's like, I should be happy. You should brag yourself. I was like, why? The last two were sub appearances. <laughs> They don't count. <laughs> yeah, Yo, you are who you are. Real part. Listen, yeah. I get it. No, I get it. I do get it, my brother. I do get it. That's the hunger though, isn't it? I suppose that a lot of people don't get about sports people or, or high achievers in any sort of profession, really. It's that hunger of not being satisfied and not sitting back and, and getting too comfortable with something because yeah. the minute you're too comfortable, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to be on it again. Of course. And, it, and it's you know what it is as well? It's um, Your body's only going to last so long. Me and the big man are in a different situation where our games have never really been made about pace. Yeah. For example, if let's talk about Vardy. If Vardy loses two, three yards as he gets older, mm. a large majority of his game is gone. Yeah. 
And that's not being disrespectful to Vardy. That's just his game's about pace and getting behind. If we lose a yard of pace, you're probably not going to notice. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because we're more about controlling it, linking people up, being better with our first touch, getting in the box and being in the right place at the right time to score. Yeah. So I know at some point my body's not going to do what I want it to do. Yeah, yeah. So while I'm in this point of let's get every ounce out of it, every ounce out of it. And then when I'm, I don't know, from 33, 36, 39, 41, who knows? And he stops doing it. Then I look back and go, oh, I used to be a player, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. When did you get made Watford captain? And what was that feeling like? I got made captain by mistake. <laughs> I was never... Um, never As you do. <laughs> God. No, I was never... Because you know, like, normally you get pulled into a manager's office and he'd ask you if you want to do it and you'd have a conversation mm. about it and blah, blah, blah. I kind of... I kind of went on... I think I went on two years... Yeah, I did two years back-to-back of 20-plus 20, 20 goals in the champ. We'd finished 14th the year I scored 25. And everyone was like, he's leaving, he's leaving. But I was fuming. And I think this is what the manager at the time liked. I was fuming that I could score 25 goals and we finished 14th in the league. Like, okay. what kind of team are we? Yeah, yeah. So, and, and I always put that. Like, people think I put myself above Watford, but I always put Watford above myself because the representation that Watford has affects me. Yeah, yeah. I think you're similar with Wickham. I don't think you put yourself above Wickham. You're always, and ever afterwards, you're always grateful for what Wickham do and the exactly. manager. Hundred percent. Because yeah. you put them, you put them above yourself. Um, but you obviously have to do play your part within it. Yeah. So when it kind of come round, we was in pre-season, and it ended up being the year we got promoted. But nah, I've got to be better. If I if I got to score, I got to score twenty five goals, but I got to get fifteen assists this year. So I got to make somebody else score the goals to win us the games. Yeah. And I was just like a man possessed in pre-season. We did three weeks in Italy. I never complained once. I just cracked on. Obviously, I wanted to be at home with the family, but got it done, worked. And the manager was just like, first game of the season, Troy's captain. <laughs> that was it. It was like, no, anything. Just give me the armband. And it's just stuck since then. It's been a great fit. So what's that? That was six, six years ago. So you must be doing something right to have it for six years. Yeah, who's going to take it off him? Yeah, yeah or who's going to take it off Yeah, so I was, who's going to take it off you, brother? <laughs> Ain't nobody want the smoke. Let's talk about, because yeah. we've, we've mentioned like those near misses and those moments where you don't feel like uh, they can be celebrated, even though someone else would celebrate, like getting to cup finals, that sort of thing. What are the moments when you look back? What is perhaps the number one proudest moment? Um, good question. Absolutely caught me off guard as well. Thanks, um, Matt. Cheers. He didn't say good question to not one question I asked him. I, know, I right? see you two's relationship. Anyway, we're say nothing. No, we, we, we were just talking like friends talking. We're all friends. We're talking. Yeah, then, pow. That's how you Because you know what it is? Because I don't think about the past that much. Hmm. I can't actually say the moment. But you know what was the best moment for me? We played Newcastle away. I didn't score. I set up both of Igalo's goals. I think we won 2-0 or 2-1 on the day away. And I remember coming home and I watched match of the day. Or oh, no, match choice, I think it was, actually. Mm. And Thierry Henry had mentioned my name. And I was like, Thierry Henry knows who I am. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, because I don't appreciate that the world of football is so small and we all know each other. We all look yes. and, you know, watch football. When you hear Thierry Henry go, like, that's a pass that David Silva would have done. I was like, huh? Yeah. Talk about me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I've... I'll press, I'll press rewind on that about 15 times, mm-hmm. made sure it was me, recorded it, sended it in the group chat to the lads, <laughs> like, see what, see what he said about me? And then, um, I did, sorry, sorry, bro, just to finish it, then I went to the NBA game. Obviously, I always see you, big man. I went to the NBA game and um, he was there and I was like, my friends wow. were like, ah, oh, let's get a picture, let's get a picture. But I'm too stumped. Uh, like, I was like, nah, I ain't get a picture with him. I'll take one for you lot. <laughs> and Sierra was like, Troy, you're not going to take a picture with me? I was like, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ah. The whole gimmick played off there and I was like, yeah, I've got to take a picture now with the goat. Is the goat, any so let me like, the reason why I'm I'm smiling and sitting down, because like you've made it to the promised land, innit? You you made it there, so you're around <clears throat> the elite. I never, but I had that same feeling at that same NBA. So I met Thierry yeah. Henry and he went, big man. And I went, big man? So you know, like, don't get the game twisted. When certain people, yeah. you realise, you know, that you put on a pedestal, know you, you're like, 
oh snap if people can yeah. see how I am on the inside so you know you try and play it down a little bit like oh, yeah yeah I'm, in my Man, head you can't, can't do it, you can't do it. I, but I'm thinking oh Thierry on me and he must have clocked a game I played I don't know, it was an FA whatever he was like Keenman keep doing what you I was like <laughs> so I'll bring you on that. Hey, you know, it's... you know the maddest, the maddest thing to that is as well. So obviously, me and Wrighty used to like message mm. on like Twitter and whatever. Do you know when you think like it's not really Wrighty that's messaging back? <laughs> Do you know that way? Like it's not not really Wrighty. He's like a PR person or yeah. whatever. But I was gassed that like he would do it. So he played a game of golf at the Belfry in Birmingham. And obviously, I'm I'm not too far from there, so I messaged him something like, "Watch yourself in Birmingham, like with the eyes as a joke." Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And then he's got Troy. This is my number, so I phoned him. So I thought, oh, I don't know if he took that too personally. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, he didn't realize I was joking. So yeah. I phoned him. He's like, "I'm gonna be here. Like, come, come over." Wow. I was like, "Huh?" He's like, "Yeah, come, let's have a, let's have a chat. We'll have a drink and we'll talk." I have never moved so fast in my life. <laughs> by the way. I dropped everything straight over there. Flew over and I was just, I was just like, you know, when you're talking, it makes you feel so like, like you've been boys for years. Yeah. I just yeah. remember looking at him going, yeah. I'm talking to him right here. Yeah. yeah. And we're in the middle of the Belfry, sat in, in the bar, like it was no private corner. It was no, it was just two blokes chatting. Yeah. And I was like, that's when I thought, yeah, I've, I've kind of made it now. And right has gone on to be like a mentor and a best friend to me in, in the game as well, because he's always telling me like, do this, be careful of that, watch what you're saying in the media. Like, never change who I am, but just reword things and stuff like that that makes you then go, yeah. nah, he's always looking out for me. And that's yeah. why I always call him uncle, his uncle, right? Same because now. he, he looks after me. I promise you, I'm an Arsenal fan. So Ian Wright for me has is, is probably been um, one of the earliest and one of the best footballers that, that I remember growing up. And his show, do you remember, you know, um, wasn't it called All Right in the Night? Yeah. It was a live show that he did. I just remember so many early memories of, of Ian Wright. And then I worked at a game. It was Arsenal-Manchester United. It was in the FA Cup a couple of seasons ago when Jesse Lingard scored. He scored twice, can't mm-hmm. And danced at the yeah. Emirates. And we, all the Arsenal fans died a little bit inside. And then after the game, me and Alan Brazil, who I was, he was on co-coms and I was presenting the show for TalkSport, me and Alan Brazil, he was like, let's go up to the Diamond Club. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, oh, I was quite nervous about it. This is only a couple of seasons ago. Went up to the to the top floor where the Diamond Club is. And on this table was Ian Wright sat alongside David Seaman. David Seaman, luckily mm-hmm. I've met him before, otherwise I would have died even more. But I'd never met Ian Wright properly before. And I swear to God, I was, I was so overwhelmed by it. It was one of those moments. I just sat there in silence. He was so nice, and and ever since mm-hmm. actually properly meeting him, the way that he is with you guys, he's also quite like that with me, and he doesn't even know me that well. And he's just encouraging as as a woman in broadcasting and in sport. Yeah. He's that supportive. He's wicked. He's Amazing, wicked. isn't it? He's wicked. I told you about the, when he made the phone call. I, I told you. I mm. call him Uncle Wright mm-hmm. as well. I like literally. When I mean I put this guy on a pedestal just because his energy is just real. He is like, mm-hmm. and for all what he's achieved and how he just keeps. Like, it keeps inspiring and it yeah. keeps encouraging people. Like, I'm with you on that. I'm so with you on that. Um, it is amazing. Yeah. Because the thing is, he doesn't have to. That's that's what makes yeah. it great. He could easily just sit back and just be like, I'm doing me, I'm good. Yeah. But he's so energetic and enthusiastic and, and wants to wants to see people do better. It doesn't matter who, as you said, like, you're a woman. Mm. He doesn't know me. He doesn't know anybody. Like, he just wants people to be better. And I think that's why... He's like a, in my opinion, a national treasure. That's why everyone loves him because he only wants the best for people. Of course, United's international week. So it's funny. I just found out. So you turned down playing for Jamaica. Yeah. So do you regret it? And do you still harbour any sort of what's the word? I say hope. Ambition. Yeah, ambitions for. Playing for England, um, I don't, I don't regret it because for me, I, it's funny actually. I don't, I don't regret it because I've spoken about it today in in my column with, within the Sun about Grealish and Declan Rice, for example. Obviously, they're going to be the guys facing a similar problem. But my dad's mum and dad live in Jamaica. I've never been there, so for me, I don't feel like. I represent that country. And what I say by that is I understand my heritage. I understand where I'm from. I have certain characteristics that would would make me black and Caribbean for that instance. But 
I feel like if I was to play for Jamaica, and I've had this conversation with the Jamaican FA, I would want all the money that you get given straight back because I don't want to take from the land. Do you understand what I'm saying? I get that. So, it's noble, brother. So, so for me, I don't feel justified that a young kid from Jamaica should look up to me because I don't have the same story as him. I don't have the same struggles and, and hardship that he's gone through. So I would prefer them to have somebody from home have the opportunity to make money, to make a, a living for his family in the dynasty for young people to look after that way because they can see he's come from the same area. Now, I say all of that, not because I'm not proud, massively proud of where I'm from, still send money back, still have uh, initiatives that I'm involved in. We do it all under the uh, microscope of, of ourselves. We don't do it for public. But I'm from England. In the World Cup, I support England. It's not me being racist or anything like that. That's where I'm from. This is where I, I live here. It's where I've been born. And this is where I'm trying to help out as well. So I'd be the proudest man ever if they said to me, do you want to go and play for England? Of course I would. Yeah, yeah. But I'm a realist. Yeah. Unless they're going to do a Kevin Davis and call up some old 35-year-old that no one's interested in, <laughs> then, then I'm, I'm probably not going to make it. But I still stand in support. And my new ambition now would be to, if I go into coaching, well, the highest job for us is, is to be a manager of England. Why not push for that? Yeah, yeah. After football, do you think, would management, would coaching, I know you're doing bits yeah. of broadcasting, obviously, with me as well. <laughs> bits of writing as well. You mentioned the sun there. Is, is yeah. coaching ever something you consider? Yeah, I've, do, I've done my badges. You see you see me, I'm fortunate. All my friends, especially within football, are older than me. So I had like Paul Hall from like the age of 19 telling me, enjoy it. But when you start getting to 30, make sure you know what you want to do. Mm. I still got friends, Tommy Mooney, Michael Ricketts, Darren Byford, who I touched on earlier. I still speak to them regularly. So they say to me, know what you want to do. Don't get to 33, 34, 35 and have no options. So... I'm fortunate. I've got businesses that I'm involved in. I've got housing companies I'm involved in. I've got all these other things that I've always put in place that I want to try the avenues. I don't want to get forced down a generic footballer's going to be a coach at the end of it and having a football academy. I don't want to do that. I want to do something that I'm passionate about. Because if I'm not all in with it, I'm not going to be bothered. And I might just turn around and be a dad. I don't know. <clears throat> that sounds amazing, doesn't it? It sounds dope. All right, so you, you've touched on it. A few things you're doing after football or making a transition from playing football and still doing other things, which, of course, I know about and I actually love yeah. it. And we talk about this all the time about, look, you know what? Maximise what you've got. Do you know what I'm saying? Take all your life experiences and you're doing that. So, of course, I started to see you doing, like, working with Laura, talk sport. So, so you must feel what I be feeling every week working with her. But I don't want to kind of influence your decision. How is it working with LW? Because for me, it's stressful, brother. <laughs> like, you know, I go, like, you know when you got a strike partner, in it, And you compliment yeah. one another. You say, me and you played, like, we would just totally annihilate and dominate. That's what we were doing. Yeah. So I came yeah. with LW thinking, oh, my days. I've got the shutdown queen as my mm -hmm. partner. And boy, was I wrong. My back's oh. hurting because I carry her a lot, you know. I'm just fine now. Yeah, out here. I know. You, you get that, that, yeah? Every Monday, 5.58, I go, come on, Laura, jump in the caravan, I'll carry her. And that's how you go. Nah, you know what? You know what I would say? And I haven't said this to her yet, so sorry, Laura, I'm going to embarrass you a little bit. There is not many people, never mind women, but people that you saw behind the scenes grafting for so long and they're ready. Do you get what I mean? They're I ready. Know. So when you see Laura now doing Sky, Talk Sport, this podcast, any opening of an envelope, she's there <laughs> because she's ready. She's put in the hard yards. She's ready to do it. So I look at Laura, for example. I'm talking about you the third person. Like you're not here, so I apologise. Okay, but um, I look at Laura and go, that's what I need to do. Wow. I need to be ready. Like, if the opportunity comes that they talk sport turn around to me and said, you have your own show, let's say. If they said that to me right now, I go, I can't do it. I saw what Laura's done. It's hard. Mm -hmm. I see what she does. She anchors it. She brings the motivation. She brings the energy. Over the last week, we'd have to carry her, but, you know, it's fine. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, like, generally, like, all jokes aside, do you know how hard it is? And we can touch on this a little bit. When we talk about race, right, we talk about it's hard for the black man. Do you know how hard it is for a woman? You yeah, know, man. In a 
male-dominated industry to A, get respect, and B, be good at a job. Like, for me, she's paving the way. So I only sit, tip my hat and salute her and say, she'll always do this. I'm always asking her about everything. What does this button do? What's that do? What's his <laughs> yeah. name again? Yeah. Like, can I go to the toilet now? She's like my mum at times. Like, yeah, my last go to the toilet. Hey, yo, LW, can I go to the toilet now? Hey, yo, no, listen, you know the worst thing is, and I ain't going to blow too much smoke up her butt because, you know what I'm saying, like... To be fair, she like family. She goes to, to her me, head. Like, no, the problem it, is, yes, goes to her head. I want my head out. Like, you, know you know what she called me the other day? Do you know what she called me? Go on. Super sub. <laughs> I was fuming. What the disrespect? I was fuming. Huh? Do <laughs> you know what it's bad, huh? But I swear, it cut a hole. Yeah, you have found I've been there. It went through here. I've been there. I was fuming. Oh, it's just today, <laughs> no, just I'm today, joking. I was talking and I was struggling with getting my, my, my line off. She just put her hand on my shoulder and said, yeah, you're really tired, innit? I was like, raw. <laughs> raw, I wasn't even like, she no, just... You know what? Curse. Just hit me. I've got one more. I've got one more and I'm going to stop. Do you know what? As a gentleman, again, raised by women, she had two cups in her hand and was trying to open the door. I said, pass me the cups, I'll, I'll do it. She didn't open the door. She started putting sugar in her tea, a coffee, sorry, and stirring it while I'm holding it. <laughs> nah, I turned into Jeffrey real quick, you know. Yeah, no, hey, yeah, but do you know hey. the best bit? He carried, he held them. Because <laughs> he's good people, as I tell you. Hey, do you know, because everything in me was like, just throw this straight on the floor. Just throw it. <laughs> Watford, you have had a bag of managers. You have had so really? many managers. <laughs> I and, and at Warsaw, so if you was to say who has been your best manager and why? It's a good question. I oh, would thank say you. I got that by the end. Jeez. I would say I would say I would say Zola just because of what it did for me, mm. the coaching side of it. Again, he, he helped me as a human being away from football. Again, he, he took me on as I come out of jail. So I already had a chip on my shoulder anyway. But he used to do things like, he'd be like, you're, not, you're so like Jimmy. So like Jimmy for a but You're so like him. And I was like, Dad, that's Jimmy. Like, that's the, the man. Like, I'm not like Jimmy too. I'm yeah, Troy. Yeah. And he'd be like, no, no, trust me. And he'd stay with me every day. And he did this thing like, I used to take two big strides and then shoot just as hard as I could. And he'd go, you're not in control. So instead of taking two big strides, take seven little steps. Mm. And I used to be like, huh, what are you on about? And I used to do it, and, I, and you score all the time. He's like, you've got the power, so why are you trying to hit it harder? Yeah. Put it in the corners. And he was just like, little coaching tips, even at what, 23? I was like, oh, rah, I need, to, I need to get on my job. And that's what he did. And I used to love that. Although he was the manager, and again, he's Jan Frogazzoli, he's a legend. Used to get the training from oh. Central London to Watford, and like we got a train. I remember as a team to Sunderland, and we just got the train. And there was this lady that was stood there. You know, obviously you get your old carriages and stuff. But the lady stood on the other side. The train was rammed, and he just opened the door. I said, "Yeah, you can have my seat." And it's stuff like that when you go like, "Wow, you're, you're a legend, but yeah. you're just still a good human." Yeah, that's what made me just like appreciate him so much mm. and. He was nice to me the other day on the show as well, so I'd be nice to him. He was actually, wasn't he? He came on the show the other day. And what did you... I bottled this, but you you said he's got an ice cream parlour in Kensington, didn't you? Yeah. He's got an ice yeah, cream Yeah, he's, he's got his own luxury ice cream de department and he's doing, doing very well oh, on yeah. it. He deserves Jeez. it. I bottled it. I wanted to he ask him at the end. I wanted to ask him if I could come and like, have some ice cream as well. Obviously, lockdown's happening now, <laughs> so I'm sure it won't be open. Last question, TD. I'm going to have to ask you, yeah? So the rumours... And you know the craziest thing is, I actually WhatsApped him this because one of my partners is a Spurs fan, right? And he was mm. like, hey, listen, how true is it, you know, that mm. Spurs want... So I went to him, you know what? Troy's my guy. He normally hits me back anytime I get him. Let me send him a message. To this day, he's left me on red. That's it. Blue double tick didn't respond. So I'm going to ask you because right you now. Know, you know why? Let me answer that, and then I'll answer you that question. Go Because... We've got a friendship there. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy's really asking me about football stuff. Yeah. He, knew football. Yeah. <laughs> he knew it wasn't for me, yeah. He knew it wasn't for me. He knew. The crazy thing, he knew it wasn't for me. I'd never like, ask no, him about he, football. 
All right, so let me ask though. He's asking how, again. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to ask now because we're hearing it. All right, so how close was the Spurs move and did Mourinho holler at you? Uh, close and yes. Say wow. nothing. Nice, say nah, it was, you know, Do you know what it was? It was very much a... I understood my position and, and this is what people don't understand with me. I actually understand football business very well. Yeah. So I understand if Spurs had a choice to sign me out of every striker in the world, I'd be about 220th on the list. <laughs> so that's, that, that's fine. I'm cool with that. <laughs> but the marketplace and the short turnaround and also... Harry Kane is the man. He's probably the best striker in the Premier League. Yeah. So you, you've got to find a certain individual that would complement, but also put pressure in the same way, if that makes sense. 100%. Yeah, so yeah. So you start taking those things into account, plus transfer fees, plus wages, etc. I started going from like 250th to right up the list to, to a conversation of, you know, I was in probably in the top six, seven. Yeah. So you get to those points and you have conversations and then, then it's like, and this is what I, I want people to understand. This isn't just about me. This is Tottenham talking to Watford. Is there a deal to be done? Watford going, of course there is. Do you know what I mean? So mm. the conversation wouldn't move forward if Watford didn't allow it to move of forward. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, it's, course, not a, it's not a choice wants to go to Spurs. I'm just going to pick up the phone to Mourinho and go, do you fancy it, mate? Yeah, it doesn't yeah, yeah, yeah. work like that yeah. for people that don't know the, uh, the industry. Mm. So, yeah, it got to a position where, if it was my honest opinion, if this guy they signed from Benfica, who's very good, by the way, I just don't know his name, if he wasn't available and on the market, I think I would have been the next person. You would have been the next person. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was a good answer as well. You got that out of him. I tried to get that out of him in radio and he wasn't No, no, Norma tried to get out of me yeah. at 6.30 in the morning when true. everybody had said, Whatever you do, don't speak about Spurs. Okay, cool. No, <laughs> you should have just said that it's because of me and then I wouldn't have held no grudges that you didn't respond to me before. So I say nothing, I'm going to go with that one. You know what I mean? It's cool. <laughs> it's cool, but you know what it is? I'm over it. I'm over it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My brother. I will just add one more sort of transfer-based question onto the end of it. Do you okay. think in a window coming up that you have left in your career, you will make that move back to the Premier League? No, because... This is something I'm actually glad you asked that question because I've never really had a, a real opportunity to, to to speak about it. I've never asked to leave Watford. In the 10 years I've been here, all the goals have scored, the bids have been in and rejected. I've never said the easiest ones were Leicester won the league. They bid for me, I think, 28 million, which was that, what, five years ago? I never asked to leave. I could have easily kicked up a, a fuss then and went, now nah, I want to go and play Champions League. I want to go play with Vardy. I want to do all these different things because realistically, my England career would have been helped by that. Yeah. So I never asked to leave at any point, any point. I've gone, it's a business decision. You lot do what you want to do. If you want to sell me, I'll take it on the chin. If not, you're going to pay me because it's a business deal because if you don't pay me, other people will. So I never asked to leave. This is my club. And I'm not saying it just because I'm sat in the kit room now, but this is my club. I've I've grown with this club as much as this club has grown with me. Now, as you know, big man, when you've been at a club for too long, is there certain fans and certain aspects of the club that start going, it might be time for Troy to move on, yeah, yeah, bring yeah. in somebody else? Yeah, yeah. That's always going to happen. Yeah. I don't care or listen to any of that. But realistically, if they couldn't come to an agreement and there was plenty of offers... Offers from Qatar, Turkey, Premier League. I had plenty of offers this summer. I could have easily moved. I didn't kick up a fuss. All right, cool. I'll wait here. You lot decide what you got to do. And we'll do it. As I said earlier in the piece, my contract is secured. I could have easily sat and went, I'm just going to play every game. And it costs the club money. An awful lot of money that they probably couldn't afford to pay. So we've come to a conclusion and an arrangement that I'll take a pay cut to keep it going. For the six months of lockdown, I took a 40% pay cut. Like, these are things I've never spoken about. These because, are things that people don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but the reason I'm saying it now is because it frustrates me when people start going like, oh, he's only after money. Oh, he's only doing this. I give so much to this place and I don't want to, I don't want to pat on the back. They give so much to me. But at times, there has to be a point when it's like, 
all right, couldn't move. So I've spoken with the ownership. Look, my job is to get everyone promoted. That's my job. So I'm not going to move in January. We're not going to go through this nonsense again. We're going to shake hands. We're going to get promoted. When we get promoted, we'll reassess at the end of the year. I'm You're not... back in the room. And if you've got to get rid of me, all right, I'm a big boy. I'm saying that, I'm not saying that, and saying that, and saying that, and I hear that. So, Wickham first, Watford second. Is that how we're looking to finish the season in the champ? Yeah, big man, yeah? You play, you play FIFA. Uh, oh, stop! <laughs> He's coming for me, okay? I can't wait. So, do you wait. see what I did? Laura, do you see what he does there? Do you see how he did that? He came for me. What? Got a response no. and then said he's coming for wait, me. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, wait. Listen, but you know mine was just bants because we just want to stay in the league. So when I'm frying that to you, my man, you well, can you're gonna, help. You're going to stay in the you league. Can, thank you. Thank you, my brother. Again, because I'm a footballing guy, you're going to cause people problems. My you're going to score goals. My brother. So my brother. doesn't... That alone, in this league, if you're organised, fit, and you've got a goal scorer, you're going to do pretty well. That's my it. Brother. My brother. You've so, got you. You've got Uche as well, my, my little young pup. Yeah, yeah. He needs to get fit. Say nothing. Yeah, he man. He needs to get fit. 100%. He's getting fit and, then, and working on that. And then you two, you two up front is 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 a real problem for everybody. But bro, I'm, I'm blowing smoke up your ass a bit here, but there's not going to be any defender in this league that goes, can't wait to play against a big man. Yeah. <laughs> it's for the size of it. It's like trying to try to defend the range rover. <laughs> like, I snapped before I flee because I wanted to blow smoke up. When you were talking about patting self, no nah, man, you should get a pat on the back. Like real talk, because people don't see all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. People only see what they want to see. So for me, but it's a pat it's on the back. You know what I'm saying? So it's a pat on the back because I do think players get held to some sort of standard which. Mm. It baffles me as a player. And look, me and you are very similar in the sense where we're comfortable individuals with who we are, what we're about. So we're very comfortable. So we are comfortable. So listen, I'm patting you on the back. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep um, being you. Salute. Boo! That sounds like a good way to it's end it. Is that how you end it? That that's was, yeah, it. that was literally... Oh, yeah, never done that before, are. to be Laura, fair. Laura, yeah, Laura, we, we, ain't got, we ain't got nothing to worry about, Laura, if that's how they end it. <laughs> Let right. me tell you something. This is how you bring the different source. You lot want to be like, thank you for listening, people. Thank you very much. Come back next week. Now, nah, man, we end it with, pow! <laughs> that's actually, that's genuinely how I, how I finish my show. See you next time. There's, there's a lot, do you know what? If I wasn't a professional, I'd have put the phone down. But it's fine. <laughs> Troy Deeney, amazing. Always love his company. I think he's brilliant. He's just a great person to have on his Yeah, team. man. Real to the core. Got a lot of time for him. He's an inspiring figure. Nah, man. Salute to Troy. Mm. Okay, it's time to have a quick look at the Super 6 fixtures for round 13. So download the Super 6 app, create an account and play for free by predicting the scores of six chosen fixtures. And I emphasise, it is completely free. Even though it's international break and everyone's taking a step back in the Premier League and all that, Super 6 is still on. Here's three reasons why you need to play this week, Bio. Okay, listen, you need to play to be in with a chance to win £250,000 jackpot. That's a massive jackpot. Big money. In the Super 6 app, you can go to Head to Head and you'll be able to challenge Mr. Super 6 himself. That's right, Jeff Stelling. If he beat Jeff, you'll be entered into a draw to win prizes. We also have our own Super 6 league. Join using the code Super 6 and there is a £1,000 prize for the winner of that league. And at the moment, that's you, Ollie Gurney, on 129 points. Well said. Thank also, you. a reminder that you can invite your mates as well to join Super 6. And if any of your invited friends go on to win the jackpot, then you will win 25 thousand pounds jeez cash money <laughs> here are the fixtures for this week Sunderland versus MK Dons Hull versus Burton Albion Crew versus Peterborough Northampton versus Accrington Stanley Bristol Rovers versus Fleetwood Town and then there's Bradford versus Exeter Okay, that is it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. It's been a pleasure yet again. And our thanks to Troy Deeney for joining us for that chat. Thank you, Troy. Remember to get involved on Twitter. Follow us at, at Super6 or use hashtag Super6Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe and we will see you again next time. Peace and love, people. Super6.